No, but like what I was gonna say is I don't think I'm prepared to like deal with Mark after his like first viewing of a Marvel movie after Stan's <laughs> passing. Mm. And to hear you say anything but like glowing reviews, I'm very hey, nervous on. to moderate. We agreed on a point here. We did. We did agree on a point, but I am still quite quite scurred. <laughs> Only because, like, the Mark's meat of our just gonna episode break days. down. <laughs> yeah, Mark's just going to be like, all of this was too real. This Spider-Man is the most I've ever been able to, like, um, what's the word? Um, oh, relate when you to. relate. Thank you. This is the most relatable Spider-Man I've ever seen. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, too many Spider-Men. That's, that's what this episode should be called. Too many Spider-Men. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Mark agrees with us on that one. But that's enough teasing. That is enough teasing. We should we should not tease. No mo, no mo tease. <laughs> no mo teasing. Hello, dance robot, dance listeners. <laughs> Welcome to episode one hundred and twenty six. Uh, I will be your host this evening. It's Christy talking to you. If you haven't uh, figured that out yet, then you're a new listener, or you haven't been paying very good attention. So, hello. Um, I'm joined by the regular crew tonight. We've got Tim giggling and snorting into his microphone. Snorting? I don't think I've snorted yet. You went... It'll come, though. Into your mic. <laughs> Fair enough. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and we have Mark, who's being mysteriously quiet so far. How's it going, everybody? Mystery. Entry. <laughs> dance. Robot dance. This is going to be... dark stranger. This is going to be Mark's emotional episode. <laughs> we're like setting, we're just like setting you up to be like, uh. but watch, he's going to be like, no, I liked it. That's it. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, as you can hear, we are all here tonight and excited to talk about, well, just, I'll tell you right now what the meat is. We're going to be spoilering and lots of spoilerings for the new Spider-Man Spider Universe, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. <laughs> Multi Spider Man. At least get the fucking name of the thing right. Too many Spider Men. That's what this movie is called. <laughs> Peter Parker featuring too many Spider Men. Peter Parker featuring another Peter Parker. Yeah. Peter B. Parker. And then a Peter Porker. Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just called Into the Spider Verse, right? Spider Man Into the Spider Verse? Yeah, you got it. Too many Spider Men. Um, so. <laughs> I've just started this episode off pissing off everybody. <laughs> so let's review uh, into the multi spiders spider web. It could have, should have been called into the spider web. Um, we'll be reviewing that. So um, Jesus. let's, I know I've had one sip of wine and I am just <laughs> gone. Um <laughs> So uh, we recorded with each other like two days ago. So to be perfectly honest, I'm not really sure there's a lot of new news. No, there's very minimal news. Uh, Tim, do you just want to take the news? Because I looked and the only thing I found was like a review of Bumblebee that was titled Bumblebee is filled with heart, soul and the true spirit of Transformers. And I just wanted to share that with Mark to let you know that there's still hope for your beloved franchise. <laughs> But don't get your hopes up. No, 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 no. Can't do that. Yeah, don't. Can't don't do actually that. like excited about <laughs> Can't do that. Don't let yourself have hope. Yeah. The only stuff, I mean, there's the the thing that I just shared on our Facebook page today, which is that 
hot there's apparently hot fuzz 2 getting made oh yeah nick frost uh, tweeted that out today which i had no idea that was even a possibility yeah i mean neither that's uh it's very exciting especially there was a little uh there's a little easter egg in spider-verse or another sequel mm-hmm. did you see that little poster in there no i missed it it was uh i can't remember anymore spider-man spider-man the the movie it, the poster in the movie was from Dust Till Sean. And oh. it's like Sean and Ed. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a sequel. Hmm. I don't know if it was actually supposed to be a sequel, but they put it in the movie. I just thought it was funny. Okay. There you go. I did catch a couple of a couple Easter eggs, but that was not one of them. They were mostly Marvel related mm-hmm. Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because it's been so like recent, there's not really a ton to say. Did you guys watch that video I posted on our page of Black Panther song? Oh, no, I didn't yet. Oh, guys, I watch and read everything you post. (laughs) (laughs) Can't even get it out without laughing. I don't. (laughs) No, I did not. Um, I can go do it now. We can do a Tim reacts. No, Uh, no, it's okay. Watch it later. It's not going to be good enough to react. I just think everybody like is getting pumped for um, Shazam and a bunch of other stuff. So, you know, I don't know who's getting pumped for Shazam because it's not me. I was reading on Geeks with Kids that the Mortal Engines movie is apparently going to lose more than $100 million at the box office. Yeah, that's unfortunate. What'd they expect? No, I mean, from everything I've seen, it's technically really good. It's just not good writing. Is it? It's not based off the Mortal Instruments series, is it? No, no, no. It's it's uh, it's written off, based off a series of books that I think are called Mortal Engines or something along that, those lines. mm Mortal Engines. Yeah, Mortal Engines is the first four novels in Philip Reeve's quartet of the same name. It is based on a book that I think first was published in like 2001, but apparently does not adapt very well for screen. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, oh, that was last week's episode. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's really it for the news. We'll just like bowl through and keep going. We're just going to jump right into Geek of the Week. Geek of the two days. Geek of the two days. <laughs> um. So why don't we? Why don't we start with Mark? Mark, why don't you start us off? What was your geekiest thing you did the last two days? <laughs> this weekend. Yeah. What do we? What did I do this weekend? I edited the podcast. So this is like my my favorite geek of the week, where I just tell you that I edited <laughs> the podcast and then watched a couple movies. Because that's basically all I did on the weekend. So like I rewatched. What did I watch? I watched The Matrix because Tim was talking about it the other day. Were we talking about it, or was that me and Paul? Yeah, it was, uh, we we were talked about it a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, so I went out to the Matrix. Still a good movie. The sequel, I had some trouble getting back into that one, so uh, I stopped it about twenty minutes in. But uh, mm. I may get back to it at some point. But yeah, still like that first one. First one's still a good movie. Yeah. Well, it was. Yeah. It was mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to go back. I, I hadn't watched it in ages, so it was like I had. I was cool. I was. I'm using the TV as an excuse to go back and watch stuff, yeah. like rewatch stuff that I haven't watched in a long time. So I was like, oh, the yeah, Matrix that look seen. good. Yeah, and it was going to look good in 4K. And I was like, oh, it, did. it looked really nice. The transfer is really good. But uh, I was yeah. like, wow, I just haven't seen this movie in like, I don't remember the last time I watched it. So I think Paul was still in North America the last time I watched it. I think I watched it with him last. So it's been a while and uh, I had a good time with it. Like, it's still like a fun movie to sit down and watch. I don't know what the sequels. Yeah. Tim, one of these days we're going to have to sit down and have that conversation, either on the podcast or off, but... 
Maybe it yeah, should be it's one of those situations where like I accept the sequels are flawed and not as good as the original, but I can still sit down and enjoy them. Like there's there's some really cool shit in them, and there's some stuff where they like build on the concepts well, and there's other stuff where they like shit the bed on yeah. the original concept. So yeah. I was like, I kind of wanted to just sit down and watch them for the spectacle aspect of it. I was like, I kind of watched the because I remember the fights being pretty cool, but I'm like, yeah, are the fights cool now? Like, do they have they translated well? Oh, like, yeah, that fucking fight with the twins in the second one where they keep like just phasing through oh, vehicles yeah, and shit right. like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the one in like the chateau, the like winter chateau or whatever, that, oh, that was yes. really good too. That's true. Yeah, I'll have to, uh, yeah, maybe I'll sit through them and just like maybe fast forward through the talkie parts. I don't know. Watch the action sequences. I've done that before. <laughs> it's kind of how I watch John Wick now. It's like, just get to the killing. Uh, so we're good. <laughs> I know what I don't need to see it. the puppy die. <laughs> I've watched it enough yeah. times. Yeah, I don't need to see the puppy die again. That just, that hurts me. So I'll just yeah. skip to the part where like he just kills him for killing them. It's triggering. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that was my geek of the week, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Tim? Um, let's see. I, mine is probably, I've, the last couple days I've gotten into a couple of like fights and debates on the internet with people over the last Jedi, because it's like a year anniversary of when it came out. There's been like people sharing like articles about like the, all the toxic fans that basically have like fucking wrecked star Wars the last year. And then out of the woodwork comes all these assholes, like just in there like, no, it's actually a shit movie. But then they can't articulate why it's a shit movie, and like it. the only things that they cite are the are the female and minority characters, and that's why it's a garbage movie. And yeah, like there is there's a contingent out there that have reasonable criticisms of the movie, but it is at least in terms of the people discussing it, it is a minority. Yeah. So I I just had some fun calling people out and being like, this thing that I like is changing, and it doesn't. It, only reflect my part of the population anymore and that makes me uncomfortable why is there anyone but white people in the universe <laughs> yeah. why are there two women talking to each other admiral holdo is useless why are they talking about han's dick <laughs> i must have missed that scene is that a deleted scene but i'm saying why aren't they <laughs> that's fair part of the i guess test, they just don't talk about the guys in their lives Remember? Yeah, we talked but... about Bechtel last last episode. That was a callback. We did, we did. That was, that was a yeah, we did. Call. I I gotcha. I mean, honestly, I think a lot of women would like to see like Admiral Holdo and Carrie Fisher talk about <laughs> Harrison Ford's dick. I was say a lot of people would want to see Harrison Ford's dick in its prime. That too. In its prime. <laughs> Can't share this episode. So, <laughs> what else, Tim? That was pretty much it. It was just, uh, yeah, trolling, trolling incels about uh, Last Jedi. Trolling, trolling, it's so easy. Trolling. It's so easy. Yeah. No, it is. It's an easy thing to do. It's like yeah. fodder. You know? Yeah. Really is. Aww, they just put it out there like bait. Just like yeah. never go on Reddit, please. Because we'll lose you, I think. Like that'll be the end Me? of Tim. No. <laughs> or Tim. Yeah, Tim. Tim, yeah. <laughs> I'll just be baiting trolls yeah. forever until like one of them fucking swats my house and i'm dead Basically. little does he know he's become the trolled yeah <laughs> yeah by giving up your life to this life <laughs> uh my geek of the week was probably how okay so yesterday well first of all i went to a pioneer village that was fun was it black creek pioneer no, village it was westfield okay just outside of water down and hmm. uh and then i um i think my geekiest thing was that i got six friends together and including Mark and myself, and we went to go see Spider uh, into the Spider-Verse. 
And all of us just like talked about it. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, all of us talked about it for like two hours after we went and saw it. We just sat around a table eating Thai food and talking about how great Spider-Man was. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It was so good. I remember the name of the title real well. Yeah. It really had a massive Yo impact guys, on Christy. It touched me in ways <laughs> I haven't been touched in, in days. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ, what right. is going on? This movie that stars a minor touched no. you in inappropriate ways? No, but I would let Peter B. Parker touch me in appropriate ways. I'm all about that dad bod. <laughs> I am! Oh my L- lucky, god. Lucky, lucky for your mark. Oh, also, I'm all about Jake Johnson. Oof. Oof. What else has he been in? He, Chris Pine. He was in New Girl. No, I never watched New Girl. Oh, He's in a bunch of stuff. He's really good. I like him a lot. So anyway, this is turning into Christie's fantasies. So, um, l- just put him and Garrus in a room. So, uh, what's going on? Let's talk and jump right into the meat of the episode: radioactive spider meat. By the way, can we just talk very quickly about how great it was? They had this huge build-up for Miles getting bit by the spider, and he just slaps it. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah, awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, in case you haven't guessed yet, I don't know if you know, but this <laughs> movie came out. Gave it away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if you know, but this movie came out on the weekend, and it's called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh my God! First try, <laughs> first try, guys. <laughs> I have it on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> but spider-man into the spider-verse and it has taken not only the internet by storm but critics are like freaking out about how much they love this film currently on rotten tomatoes it has a 99 percent rating right uh last time i looked yeah is it still holding that yeah it was 100 it was 100 but it uh, it fell from grace by like one reviewer yeah that's him right who was just like (laughs) oh yeah i really liked it but i thought they could do this and this and this better 97% 97% right now. 96. Oh. oh, my God. It's getting Holy. decimated. Bumblebee is at 96. Yeah. Well. I don't know how I feel about that. Like on, I wonder if, what these are like on Metacritic, where they actually like... I was just about to say Metacritic. Scores. Let's go to Metacritic. Spider-Man into the Because that's like sort of the differentiating point. Like, if people are just generally finding it good, or if it's actually... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse has 87 on Metacritic. That's pretty good for Metacritic. Yeah, that is. That means that like most people are rating it like 8, or eight, 9, or 10 kind of yeah. thing. What about Bumblebee, since we're talking about it? Bumblebee is 70. So there's your point of differentiation. <laughs> generally favorable, but... <laughs> hey, you know what? For Transformers, I will take generally yeah. favorable. <laughs> like, that's, that actually sounds like a watchable movie to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. But just so you know, ladies and gents, that is what we were talking about today. If you have not seen it, please turn off the episode. I've already spoiled one thing. And I gave the spoiler warning at the beginning of the episode, but I'm going to give it here again. I have had people come up to me who have listened to our podcast and complain that we all we do is spoil and we do not tell you yeah. that we are spoiling. I've yeah, had three do. people kind of do that. That's right. Really? Three people. You told three people about our podcast? Yeah, and those three complained. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sean and Mike and the third who will remain anonymous. But yeah, we are going to be spoiling, 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 spoiling. We're going to be talking about all the things we liked, all the things that Tim didn't like, 
And oh, don't <laughs> fucking pin this on me. <laughs> and you know our slight gripes here and there. I'm making you go first on gripes, Christy. You're making me. I'm hosting the mother flipping episode. I'm just not going to, sir. Talk. <laughs> sir. Okay. Let's just all calm down. But anyway, spoilers ahead. Turn off the episode if you haven't seen it yet. Please, please turn off the episode. This is one of those things where it's not like you're, if you're like me and you're like, no, I just want to know what happened. Don't. Don't pull a Christy Bolton. Don't do that. Just turn off this episode right now. This is your fifth warning. Turn it off. It's sixth. And just. Do I have to bleep your fucking name? Yes. All right. She comments on our episodes for their full name. I have to have my my stage name soon because I'm going to be farmers. So farmers, <laughs> you guys. Anyway. So wait, like, wait, is this like the beginning of the ego taking off? Is this what we're like? Is this how it starts? Yeah, this, this is what the podcast is going to be from here on out. It's documenting Christie's <laughs> rise to fame <laughs> as she gets like addicted to coke and... <laughs> Just like oh, yeah. the narcissism increases exponentially. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Only I wouldn't be addicted to Coke Coke. I'd be addicted to like pop because I'd need the energy. Never be like. Bleh. Yes, you clearly need energy. Hey, man, my sleep study says I do. They want to put me on stimulants. Did I tell you that? They want to put me on stimulants. They were talking about how they want me to be on freaking Ritalin. I was like. This seems like a terrible like, idea, please. but for the sake of the podcast, I want it no, to happen. I, my health. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I have to be on them, but we'll see. And and on episode 130, Christy's heart explodes <laughs> while we record. Uh, I leave everything in my will to the underwear fairy. Just kidding, I don't. You know what it would Sorry. be? It would be when that first episode of The Witcher comes out on Netflix <laughs> and she's on the medication. We don't need to talk about <laughs> And then she just like. So into the spider just raged, yeah. raged, like She has a rage stroke over Henry Cavill. <laughs> So first things first, <laughs> let's talk about overall feels. How did we feel about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Give us your give us your take. Tim, let's go with you first. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh it was creatively really interesting. Great representation. I don't know. What do I wanna I don't wanna go too much in depth here, but yeah, I really I had a lot of fun with it. There were a couple of minor things that kind of took me out of it here and there, but throughout 80-85% of the movie I was like seriously engaged and invested and it was uh it was something really new I think and I'm I'm excited for the future if this is kind of where things are going. Very cool. Mark? Uh, I agree with everything Tim said and uh also this is my favorite Spider-Man movie now. So wow. that's where I'm at with this thing. Yeah. I I think I could uh, I don't know if I could say that but I I it's, it's damn close. Yeah. I'd have to probably like watch back to back a couple of them. I would Basically, only have to probably put it up against Homecoming, and I think I like them both a lot for different reasons. But this is just more like yeah. pure Spider Joy, whereas that's just like I finally have Spider Man in my MCU, so I get like happy mm-hmm. points on both of those for different reasons. So yeah, no, I think I agree. I think I think this is my favorite Spider Man, with Homecoming being very close. I mean, I guess if the game counts, that was a really fun Spider Man story yes. too. But then I started getting real granular with like comics and shit. No. This is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Okay. See, my issue is I haven't watched like Spider-Man 1 and 2 in ages, so I can't really... They have not aged well. You do not need to do that. I can tell you right I now. I mean, they're... Your memories they were well. like... Keep your memories. Yeah. They're like rated well, though. I don't know. Someday. 
I sat through them again, like on Blu-ray the last couple years. Not the first one's a tough sit. The second one I I enjoyed, but who that third one? <laughs> poor Topher Grace. Who that that third that third one? Poor yeah, that's a, poor Topher. Well, at least at least Into the Spider Verse owned that. It was like, yeah, and then there was this time that I danced. We don't talk about that, which is pretty good. <laughs> that was. Oh, awesome. we do talk about that. It's the only problem. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that was so funny. What a jab. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my overall thoughts were I thought it was fantastic. I thought there were a couple of little things like Tim that took me out. We'll get to those. But I loved the animation style. The soundtrack was phenomenal. It was. It was fucking sick. It was awesome. Like Mm -hmm. Tim said, to see some representation, like across multiple, like not even just gender. And it was like race and age. And, you know, you didn't have to be that we saw like an older, more compelling spider-man who seemed way more human versus this young like older like what that's how he's already he's our age well i mean considering spider-man is almost always like late teens or teens early 20s kind mm. of thing it depends on the version i guess yeah they usually put him uh, at least at least in late 20s on screen yeah, yeah like true. we saw the darkest timeline spider-man not the darkest uh, i mean technically with nick cage a darker black and white <laughs> Wow, <laughs> but Spider Noir, Amazing Spider Man though was that was pretty pretty dark. Wait, that, was that the first one or the second one where Gwen Stacy died? That's the second one. Second one, yeah. Well, that had dark parts to it, and then it had shitty parts. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about when um, Peter B. Parker in this movie. Oh that's yeah, what I'm yeah. Talking about. that's what I'm referencing. I'm not really yeah. like. Darkest timeline, Peter Parker. That's just like regular life six one six Peter Parker, like six like mainline Marvel universe Peter Parker. Where like no matter what he does, it ends up you know everything gets fucked fucked over. Yeah, he always gets fucked over in the end. Like that's just kind of that Peter Parker story, which was nice because like they had like the the Peter Parker that was in the original universe because that's kind of the ultimate universe, I guess. Like the one that Miles Morales like originally lived in and that was voiced by Chris Pine Mm. is kind of Ultimate Spider Man, and it's funny because they. He is kind of Ultimate Spider-Man because he's the Spider-Man that is the best at his job and has a spider cave, which was a lot. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, while we're talking about the different since the different worlds, Mark, you need to explain to me what was the forty-two thing? Is that is the Ultimate Universe forty-two? Was that the world that we were in? Was no Earth forty-two or whatever? No forty-two. Where did you get forty-two? It popped up multiple times in the movie as an Easter egg. Is that a studio homage? I don't know. It might be. Uh- like uh, there was one scene where Miles is like laying on the ground. He has like a four on one side and a two on the other. And there was at least one or two other times that I caught it popping up. So let's see what the internet has to say. Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse 42. Oh, here we go. Hollywood reporter. Oh, uh, it was the number of the spider that bit Peter Parker in the ultimate comics. Oh, okay. Hmm. <laughs> Clever way to do it. It's the only thing I'm seeing right now. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyway, Hmm, no. Cool that you picked that up, though, Tim. But there are multiple references to it in the movie. Like the articles are finding it, so I don't know why it would be that. Why it would be there? Maybe it's like what Anyways, Pixar does, right? Listeners, let us know if you know why forty-two might have popped up. Universe is Earth sixteen ten, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, and I think that's the number they use in the movie too. Because I remember seeing sixteen ten pop up at one point when they're referencing like who's who kind of thing. Yeah, but. Yeah, like that's the the ultimate designation is sixteen ten, as far as I remember. So okay. Well, again, it could be like the Pixar animation studio who always has like a hundred and ten or something 
because that was the um oh what was it that was the room where they did some of the story i can't remember wait what's the number from hitchhiker's guide like what's 42. the answer that's 42 yeah that's yeah. probably what it is then yeah but anyway so yes let's uh let's talk right now about i want to hear who your favorite character was in the movie who was your favorite character and then who did you dislike so let's start with favorite first tim hmm i mean it's probably going to come down to either miles or gwen i but really liked both of them but i think probably miles in the end because he was just like a good like flawed character like you know had his issues good like character arc really well written really well voiced mm-hmm. and by a guy that is from atlanta actually yeah, I think just I, I was really happy with the way that Miles was portrayed and yeah, how they like nailed his lifestyle and his like racial background and everything. And I thought that was really good. Cool. All right, Mark, who is your favorite? I like the Prowler. So like the uncle Aaron. Yeah, Aaron, like Uncle Aaron. Yeah. He's a favorite of mine from the comics, too. But like I like that. I mean, Mayor Shara Ali's the voice and stuff like that. So he just kind of nailed the character for me, even though. I guess that's Donald Glover in the MCU. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah. But I just like that they had that character in there and he was working for Kingpin and stuff like that. It was cool to see integrating him into like the regular Spider-Man stuff as opposed to him just being kind yeah. of an ultimate Spider-Man guy. So that was kind of neat. Also, like I really fucking liked uh, Peter B. Parker. Like that was if I had to pick one of the spider guys that I was like really into, I just like watching him just be as Spider-Man as possible. Yep. It was awesome. Yeah. But like Spider-Man that's seen some shit kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But like that's the Spider-Man. Like I kind of like that idea of Spider-Man like who's been around for a little while, like has done yeah, stuff yeah. for a while and has seen some shit and is kind of like maybe just a little bit over it. Like that's where I'm happiest with my Spider-Man. So yeah, they got they got my like, they got the Spider-Man that I like the best kind of nailed with yeah. him. So that was going to yep. be my favorite. I he was my favorite of the uh, the whole movie was Peter B. Parker. I just found him to be yeah. he was so relatable and lovely and. Jake Johnson just gives so much life to that character. Mm-hmm. So can I ask you the question then? Who do you like better, him or Yuri in uh, PS4? They're too different. They're too different. One's an adult and one's a you know, like 18 or 20 year old who's, you know. Nah, the other one's like 24. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that a decade. So like, he'd probably be <laughs> more, more, probably more akin to the Chris Pine guy. But I like how flawed Peter oh, yeah. B. Parker was. I liked how we watched... Uh, Yuri's version of Pete become fractured. Yeah. All right. That's my answer. I don't know which voice is going to start popping up in my head the next time I go read Spider Man is the problem. So we'll have to see. I guess, it, well, apparently there is going to be a comic book for the uh, Spider Man mm-hmm. uh, video game like version. They're making a, a comic yeah. book version of that. So if you read that, it'll be Yuri. I think it Presumably. depends on the age, right? For me, if it's anyone under 20. 26 it's going to be yuri if it's older i don't even know who to be jake johnson just because i know him so well as jake johnson yeah so like you guys don't watch new girl so it wasn't it's not as ingrained in you oh my god yeah i think christy's looking at pictures of jake johnson now no no i uh i went on our facebook page and then clicked my facebook thing for a second and the most terrifying image of santa claus ever popped up and all it says is you better watch out you better watch out you better watch out. You better watch out. You better watch out. Like it's so scary. I hate it. Anyway, so let's uh let's talk your least favorite characters. Um Tim, do you want to take us through what was your least favorite? Was it Kingpin? It was Kingpin, wasn't it? It was Kingpin. 
<laughs> I, I like Kingpin as a character. Liam Schreiber did a good job. Yeah, I wasn't even crazy about his voice. Like it, it was more of like Kingpin as like just a thug than it was like you know a sort of master criminal mastermind. And here's like, and his design was just too much for me. It was just too exaggerated. I didn't really fit with the style of everything else they were trying to do. Like I just, it was laughable to me every time this huge like blob of a human was on screen, and I was just like, nope. That, that takes me right out. Mark, I'm going to skip you for a sec because I'm with him. But And honestly, I don't even understand why they would bother using Fisk in this movie when he's been done so well on Daredevil by Vincent D'Onofrio. With Vincent D'Onofrio. You're, yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing. You're inevitably going to pull that comparison. And I think that they could have just as easily done this story with a, a sane, well, a semi-sane Norman Osborn that's like trying to get back like Harry who's maybe died or his wife. being the green goblin or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause like Norman Osborn is also like that sort of like technical genius. And that's the other thing. I don't really picture Fisk as like this big, like technological guy. I understand like, you know, he was collaborating with the ultimate doc Ock, but still it just, Ooh, I loved being a woman. That was great. She was good. Yeah. I liked her, but yeah, Fisk just didn't work for me. Well, I'm going to speak to that, too, before we keep going, because I know Mark is like, Wah. but my thing about you, man, you guys are entitled to your opinion. <laughs> my thing about it that I struggled with was, yeah, we, we've seen Vincent D'Onofrio and he gave so much depth to the character that this I think they were trying to ride the coattails of that in a way. So I understand why they picked Fisk also because he's like probably one of Spider-Man's biggest continual yeah. villains. Yeah. But. I will say, one, I don't think his voice actually really suited the character they'd created. He should have been mm-hmm. a much more, like, deep, kind of, like, gravelly... Ving Ramsey kind of voice or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. Something, like, that you feel in your gut. Or maybe Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah, who you has, know. Who has already voiced. Maybe Vincent Kingpin D'Onofrio. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Vincent D'Onofrio doing this? <laughs> in this movie it wouldn't work but (laughs) the thing is though what frustrated me was that they showed me this they showed you this momentary flashback of him seeing vanessa and their son and it was seconds and then we saw nothing really more of his torment about it it was just a based on a flashback of them running away yeah that's supposed to make us empathize with them yeah i had a problem with that so yeah. there is that. It wasn't enough. It wasn't long enough. And there were too many Spider-Men to make us have enough time to empathize with Kingpin in the way that I think they wanted to. Yeah. His characterization was pretty thin. Yes. Even and even though his body was T-H-I-C-C thick oh as fuck. He would never get through doors. I couldn't get past <laughs> that. He has to have... It's a good thing he has so much money and owns all these like buildings because he probably had to have them all specially designed for his... Obs- just obstructive shape how would he ever drive there's no way he could ever have been a boxer because he has no neck like he can't look <laughs> around all he sees is shoulder and darkness like I, I have my feelings about it i have my feelings about it but i will say to his credit Liev schreiber did well with the script he was given i just think that kingpin was very very thin had they had another like 15 20 minutes to play with of kingpin footage there might have been uh, some saving grace 
to make him a bit stronger. But overall, still, like, it's a nitpicky thing in a pretty damn good movie. Yeah. I also would have liked more of Doc Ock. Like, give us one or the other. Yeah. I think I, I, I think they didn't even maybe need Kingpin. I think it could have been just Doc Ock that they go up against. And she And she's, yeah, like, just, cool you know, obsessed with discovering secrets of the multiverse or whatever. Yeah, like, keep Kingpin on the fringes. Um, as the like the guy who's giving the money. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, Mark, who is your least favorite character? Um, you guys on this podcast <laughs> right now. No, doesn't count. Doesn't count. You already hate him. Give us something new. <laughs> I thought they kind of overused Spider Ham a little bit. That was if by including him at all, you mean overusing? <laughs> well, I don't mind like that being like a joke or like a gag, like on it on the TV yeah. or something like that in the yeah. background somewhere. But like, yeah. it was a lot. Like a lot, a lot, and I'm like, if you're gonna do that, maybe wait till the second movie to have more of that. But yeah. it was like a lot, a lot. It was, was it was jarring. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little like it was pretty intense. John Mulaney did not fit with that team. No, but like he's like the only person that could actually. If they're gonna do Spider Ham, he was perfect for Spider Ham. So I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> oh yeah. So like, I'm very torn on it because I'm like, wow, we got Spider Ham. That's very cool. And it's the same with the the Kingpin. Like the only point I had about that was like it was very cool to see like a super Frank Miller style Kingpin like animated because that was very much the kingpin from like the old like daredevil yeah. run and stuff like that so like that was cool for me as like an art nerd and stuff i guess so y'all can suck it but <laughs> yeah when it comes to the other thing yeah i think they could have kept i get what they were doing maybe having like i understand why they had this three there this is going into gripes so we're just gonna float right into gripes really quick just oh wait into gripes. Before, we, before we move over the reason why there were so many villains uh did you count them was there no. six there's six villains and it's always six for spider-man Sinister oh. six guys it's always six so wait which is so probably to- why they felt like they needed tombstone to prowler like giant goblin kingpin octavius and scorpion, scorpion. scorpion. okay yeah that's oh interesting Okay, so I will, let's just float into gripes because I want to talk about what we loved after. I don't want to do loved first and then gripes because then we always end on a note. I will say this. I understand why they had the other three. I get the point. I get that they were showing us multiple universes. But what frustrated me was they were, there was just no fleshing out. There was no time to flesh out these characters. And they made us like because they the way they were included we wanted to get to know them more even though like you can say there was too much of spider ham or whatever and what's her name the, your, Sp- the girl spider yeah penny penny, penny parker penny, and penny spider parker yeah i just i found that i would had no connection to those three whatsoever i wanted to know about gwen and i wanted to know about about peter b parker yeah I didn't mind Spider-Man Noir. Uh, I thought that one out of the three I could take. Um, but Spider-Ham and Penny and Spider, those two in particular made it harder for me to buy in and stay immersed. Sort of once they were introduced and interacting a lot. Uh, and it was, and I get what they were trying to do, but the main thing that really took me out with them was having the different animation styles on screen at the same time was just really jarring because they'd done such a good job at having this like really uniform, really cool, unique art style. And then we're just going to like kind of do this weird mashup thing that didn't really work for me. Yeah. And like, again, 
I understand where they were coming. Oh, wow. Look what Mark just got me. Let's go, Eevee. Let's go. Does that mean you're actually going to start playing Pokemon Go again? I have been. Barely. (laughs) But I just found that it, it felt like we were just starting to get to the interesting bits about Miles and about Gwen and live, like discovering them, and I loved the comic book introductions. I thought those were incredible, and we'll get to those later. Yeah, they did really. Yeah, good we'll job. get to those later. But I just thought we again. I wish the movie was almost like half an hour longer, like fifteen minutes more of Fisk and fifteen minutes more of the Spider People. I, I think I'm with Mark. I think they. I think you put that in the second movie. I think having Spider Gwen and Peter B. Parker, maybe one other, just to give you know the idea that hey, there's a lot of different crazy universes out there. Unfortunately, you can't have one other though because then you'd have to make them a main character too. Mm, there's no balance. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, true. But we've well, already um, got. Maybe you just don't kill the original Spider-Man. Maybe you have Ultimate Spider-Man, and he dies. But he was the reason. Yeah, it's true. He I don't know how push. you do. I don't know how you'd work it. I thought just the, th- the core three, like I just, you, you have to have Spider-Gwen and like you have to have Miles mm-hmm. and you have to have the original, sp- like you have to have an original Peter Parker. So. Yeah. Yeah. Or, well, maybe like, you know, you're playing with alternate universes and shit like that. Maybe you like somehow, like the Collider somehow brings back the Peter that died or something like that. Yeah. And that like comes back in the third act or something. And I don't know. I was actually really nervous they were going to bring back Peter and um, Miles' universe when Gwen was like, I went back to a week ago. I was like, oh no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that here. He needs to stay dead. Yeah. I'm glad he did. Though, yeah. one of my other favorite moments was um, his Christmas song at the end. <laughs> yeah. Which is a that gag, right? Like, apparently he just sang it so well they included it. Like, it was not supposed to be, like, all played <laughs> throughout, but they were like, man, he fucking crushed it. We're just going to put it in because I guess Chris Prine just does everything perfectly. So. That's hilarious. <laughs> Whatever. He was in Into the Woods. Yeah. He can sing okay. Yeah, he was one of the princes. But anyway, let's continue with gripes. Tim, why don't you give us one more and then we'll go to Mark. I don't think he has many. <laughs> the only other one I really had was was super minor and it was just like a story point. And it was uh, when, when Miles is in the uh, cemetery and Peter B. Parker webs him in the chest. And then he's like, oh, God, there's cops. I need to get away. Oh, no, the web's attached to my shirt. Why does he just take off the fucking shirt instead of picking up Peter B. Parker and then getting drug all around the goddamn city? Like, I get what they do. it. Yeah, you don't have that whole sequence without that. But that was just like a, eh. Because he was in his Spider-Man. It was his, it was his disguise. Peter just told him he had to wear a mask. But that, it was his shirt, not the his mask. The one that died. Still. But, like, I think they could have, like, done it where, like, Peter B. Parker, like, webbed his arm or, like, webbed part of his skin so that he couldn't just, like, let go yeah. or something like that instead. That was it. That was, but that except that's really that is admittedly super nitpicky. Just before I, I let Mark go, my other one, my other small one, was sometimes there were lines that got lost. The audio wasn't always fantastic. Did you watch? Maybe that was just the theater I was in. Yeah, I didn't have. Yeah, I had. I did. I had a pretty good experience uh, with the the audio. Well, a lot of us were agreeing that there were some lost moments because the music was so pumping. Mm-hmm. And because of the way that, yeah. because of the state of the music that they used, even though it was amazing, to keep the volume of the music, you lost some of the dialogue. The lines, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the animation, even though it was go- gorgeous and glorious, was hard. It was hard to follow the stuff happening right in the middle, just because it was so vibrant and so spinny. Yeah, I wonder if that's a format thing, because I or or it's a subjective thing. I didn't find that 
with either the sound no. or with the I, I was actually really impressed with the quote unquote camera work, the digital camera work and stuff like that and how smooth they made it because we've seen examples with Spider Man movies where they go over the top on that sort of thing and it becomes really difficult or even like motion sickness inducing to watch and I didn't get that in into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Well, I did see it at Landmark and it was still really good, but I didn't see it in 3D or IMAX or anything. Mm. Yeah, I only saw it 2D screening too. Uh, I do want to go back and see it in 3D. Yeah. It's worth so. seeing in 3D. It was really good in 3D. Like especially the scenes where they have like the like the comic book esque like narrative boxes and stuff like that pop oh, yeah. up. Like they're yeah. all dimensional and really like sort of out pop popping out from the screen a bit and that kind of thing. And it was really neat. Well, hopefully I can I can dash out and see it this week. I just we were recording so early this week that uh, kind of. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to loop into second viewing before we <laughs> recorded. So, I will say though, I was a little nervous just because I was vertigo. I'm vertigo-y. Mm. So, 3D that first run, I would have been like, Whoa! yeah. But anyway, yeah, Mark, what were your gripes if you had any? Well, the only thing we like, we talked about kind of too many Spider-Man was probably like for me, I probably would have gone with the core three in the first movie, and then like if we want to branch out and go nuts in the next one, that's it. I don't really have very many gripes, really. Like I had a really good time with this movie. Um, I think I described it as like, I actually experienced joy. So like, I don't know how many gripes I could possibly have in such a rare instance. So. (laughs) All right. Well then let's jump into what we loved. What were our favorite moments? Let's talk moments first. The ones that made you feel Tim. Uh, Moments. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm sort of, I sort of enjoyed the movie on a really like just overall level, like not even, Huh. I I like the uh, the Aunt May stuff, like Aunt, like Lily the Tomlin. yeah, the, yeah. She was great. the The crew meeting meeting her for the first time, and like her sort of becoming that mother role for all of them. I thought that was really good and kind of sweet. And and when Miles goes down later on, and she's waiting for them, like what took you so long? That was really good. Yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah, she was awesome. And then when Pete was like, "I'm not ready for this," I was like, "Oh, yeah. dude, not to get too heavy, even real, but I was like, I." get that if i went to a different universe where my mom was still alive i'd be i just wouldn't i don't know if i could do it yeah oh and the like the emotional <laughs> cost of it oh the the bread exchange between uh, peter b parker and the ultimate universe mary jane was that was oh yeah that was really oh, good yeah. and yeah really really well written and I like had heart and but also was fucking hilarious and I just wish I could give, give you, you all the bread you deserve. All the bread you deserve. <laughs> and, and, I made a mistake. Yeah, and Gwen's just like desperately trying to get her away. He's like, "We'll be right back with that bread, man." We're not getting that bread. <laughs> so Mark, what about you? What was one of your favorite moments? I did like I liked the um, it is kind of a couple moments, and we'll probably talk about them more yeah. in depth. But like the, the the way they introduce each of the characters and mm-hmm. they have that narrative, where like, well, you kind of know the story, but they do the little. Let's bit. do it one more time. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it one more time. I thought that was mm-hmm. fucking super cute. Like, I really enjoyed every time they did that. Especially, like, I love the Peter B. Parker one, because I'm like, that is my Spider-Man. Especially the way he's describing himself. I'm like, ah, oh, that's it. They got 616 Spider-Man. Like, that's mm-hmm. Marvel Spider-Man. Yep. Like, that, the scene it all kind of been around the block a million times and whatever. Like, it's almost old hat. I yeah. love that. It was great. So. Yeah, that was definitely, I think, my favorite moment of the movie. Was Peter crying in his spider suit in the shower with pizza <laughs> on the corner of the tub? Oh man, that was really good. That was my absolute favorite moment. I couldn't get over it. Yeah. And then when like he had his, you could see his gut. I was just like, "This is yeah. so real." And just like this is just a 
a guy who's had his heart broken. He's lost his aunt, his uncle. He's uh, like gotten a divorce from the woman that he adored and has done all of this for like, and he yeah. just, he, the one thing that he took joy in was like being your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And he lost the will to do that. Like what else was he? Mm-hmm. And just like watching him in this tiny studio apartment, like just not having, like he was depressed. But that was the funny part was that he was still like the best. He was still such a good Spider-Man in spite of all that shit that had yeah. gone on. Like, like that's like, yeah. it's such a Peter Parker thing to still be like at your absolute worst and still be the best Spider-Man you can possibly be. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I did just, that yeah. moment was so clever. Oh, yeah, was really good. Like the writers just, oh my God. Yeah, having like his his like narration being like, yeah, and everything was fine. I was doing great, and then like the actual reality of it was really so mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I'll never forget that image though of Spider Man in the shower, yeah, like <laughs> crying in the tub. But the other thing I liked was something my friend pointed out that I had actually missed until he show- told me about it after was when they were talking about going into the um the lab they they were making their plan him and uh, miles and he was like and then i'll sneak up behind the head scientist and grab his computer or something like that oh like, yeah take him out and then miles was like actually i think the lead the, the lead scientist is a woman and you hear jake johnson or peter b parker be like well i guess i'm gonna have to check my biases my personal biases yeah, that was a good line i like that i caught that there were a yeah. couple of those lines. That's not the only one, but I can't think of the others that I had in my head yesterday. They were just like the it, it was one of those things where it doesn't matter if it was improv or if it was written. It's just very strong script yeah. um choices yeah. that make for a really good movie. I feel like it could have been the writing because that had very much like that Lego movie Lego Batman kind of feel and it was the same guy. Yeah. Same guys mm-hmm. that that wrote into the Spider-Verse is uh mm-hmm. was it Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it too because it's like perfect Spider-Man like dialogue. Just the way like the, yeah. the way they write that snappy banter like works perfectly for that character who is always just oh yeah running his fucking mouth. Like come on, you just played twenty hours of that game where that's all he does and he's just constantly talking. Yep. Like, even if you're just swinging around, he's talking to himself. I'm Spider Cop. Yeah, and like Spider Cop yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, like so it was it was just really like they really nailed the way the character even just between each other, just rip, like they're always bantering. And just, Peter's always got something kind of shitty to say, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And even miles gets in on it eventually. Like, cause miles does at mm-hmm. first is like the silent Spider-Man because he's nervous and he's very quiet compared to Peter being nervous and going, getting super mouthy, but he eventually kind of yeah. loops mm-hmm. in and catches on and starts becoming like being, being Spider-Man also includes, you have to be good at the quips. So yeah, miles gets there. <laughs> don't watch the mouth. Watch. Don't watch the, watch the hands. It's not yeah, no. Watch, watch the, the mouth, mouth, not the yeah. Mouth, not make, the hands. Pay attention to what he's saying. Like yeah, exactly. Right. Like, watch, yeah. watch the mouth, not the hands, so that you can beat the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then on top of that, like the writing and the banter, like also the low level fourth wall breaking. Yeah. Was like it was mm-hmm. just enough. Like it wasn't like over the top. There was just a little bit of it. Like it was a little bit, you know, self aware, but not like over the top kind of thing. Not like Deadpool level. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like owning up to the Spider-Man three dancing, like Spider-Man's that's or Spider-Ham's that's all folks yeah. line. Yeah. And then Miles says, can he legally say that? Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, like that was, that. that was a good bit. Yeah. Because I find that this is your main gripe, Tim, is that when they they lean too heavily into the the goof into the like 
Yeah, the fourth wall of it all. Because they're trying to be funny. I've noticed that's like your biggest pet peeve when it comes to this stuff. So to hear you say that means that it was done well. I I mean, this is a Spider-Man movie and it's an animated movie. I'm willing to give it a little bit more uh, leeway than I would like. And I think you're probably referring mostly to Thor Ragnarok. And that was mainly just the, the how crazily different it was from the first two Thor movies that really jarred me on that. Mm. I will say, though, just speaking to that, another one of my absolute favorite things was the little comic motifs. Yeah. Like the pop ups yeah. and the and Miles is like thought bubbles and like, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Or, mm-hmm. you know, just like the little even Thwip all the time, like Thwip always. Mm-hmm. Popped yeah, out of the that rest, was like, so every time. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I've never I've never felt more like I was truly watching a comic book. Yeah, animated. And yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved that. Yeah. I just like and the animation style played into that, too, with like the dot. Patterns. Yeah. Having all that half toning uh, sitting on top of everything made everything have that like more kind of pattern yeah. to it, which was great. So it yeah. really was. It was very special. Yeah. Yeah. And there were like panel flips once in a while. Like you'd see them like running between panels yeah. and shit like that or like page flips. And I think I saw yep. I think I saw Peter Parker at one point, like actually manipulate like jump over and like touch the panel as he they flipped the cross one at one point. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> And I was so appreciative that they used a 3D Kirby Crackle for like the collider energy. Yeah, that was like I was like one of the points where I was like, "Oh, this is totally made for me." Like, I this is for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as the, the black dots started, <laughs> pop, I was like, "Oh, god damn it! They know what they're doing. They got me. I'm in. Yeah, I'm 100 percent in here." Yep. So, did you stay for the post credit scene, Christy? Absolutely, okay. Oscar Isaac. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that we didn't miss Oscar Isaac. Yeah. I don't get it. We need to talk about that. I want to dissect it's, it. <laughs> it's Spider Man twenty ninety nine. And like 1966, like Spider Man, like was it 67? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. Oh man, that yeah. was <laughs> they were like doing the pointing at each other. Meme, which is like everywhere right now too. I don't know how they like time yeah, to yeah. get that, but like that's awesome. <laughs> but didn't they? It uh, wasn't that Spider Man. Wasn't that um, West? No, uh, no, that was Batman. Yeah, Batman. Yeah, I that. know, but I, I thought it was the same. I thought they were using him for this. No, no, no. They sounded no. so similar. No, I don't know who voiced that. Uh, that sixties. I don't even. Character. I don't even think it was the Definitely same guy. The shit out of that. Though. Yeah, so did I. Oh my god. Was that an homage to say like there's going to be a sequel? Oh, there's definitely going to be a sequel. They're already talking about Spider. Well, there's already yeah. There's like four of them in the yeah. Movie. There's already like two. Yeah, exactly. There's already at least two or three that they're discussing. Yeah. Uh, in terms of, in the same universe yeah. or multiverse or whatever Spider Verse. Yeah. I don't know. Even if they didn't do like. Spider twenty ninety nine, like Spider Man twenty ninety nine, as like a movie, or like included him in the sequel to Spider Verse, like him and Miles meet, which would be cool. I was never a big twenty ninety nine fan, but hey, man, it's got its fans, so cool, I guess. But like that bit, like with the nineteen sixty six Spider Man, is just like fuck. That was genius. Was so I was laughing my ass off. Yeah. <laughs> what are you pointing? Are you pointing first? I don't know. Are you yeah. pointing? Yeah. <laughs> Well, who pointed first? Well, Spider-Man pointed first. Did you notice that's the only time you see J. Jonah Jameson in the entire movie, too? Like, they didn't reference yeah. J. Jonah Jameson at all. Not yeah. even the podcast or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I guess they, they, like, it seems like they could have, in, like, the media coverage, they could have thrown him in there. Yeah. Because I assume he exists in the, isn't he, isn't J. Jonah Jameson a black dude in the Ultimate Universe? No. Uh, Nick Fury no? is a black dude in the Ultimate Universe. Oh, yeah. Um, uh no, uh there is a J. Jonah Jameson in the Ultimate Universe. Okay. It's just like a regular like J. Jonah Jameson, like white J. Jonah White J. Jonah Jameson. Okay. Cause like Peter does work for him. What does he do? Oh, he does the web design because it was like two thousand when that book launched. 
That's what it was. Mm. So there. Okay. I am surprised that neither of you have talked about the stand cameo yet. Well, I didn't want to like dive into me crying, so like I thought we would do that <laughs> later in the episode. So that was a good time, I guess. It hurt me. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it like even though well, I mean, I guess they, I don't know what they would have known about his condition at that point. I still like that he was playing like the shyster at the end. Like that was I was like, Yeah, that's Stan. Yeah. That's Stan. Ever the showman. It was a but, perfect homage. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It got me though when uh when his with his uh I'm gonna miss him line though. I choked up at that. Yeah, yeah I, or, I I'm gonna miss him I'm gonna miss him too. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, that was a little was rough. Yeah. It was the last thing he said before he leaves. Yeah, because it was after he died, right? Yeah. Ultimate Spider Man yeah. had died at that point, and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna miss oh, him yeah. too. It's like, wow, god damn it. Cause, yeah. Ugh. No, I think the last thing he said was like something about the no oh, yeah, refunds. The no refunds. Or- yeah, there was that too. <laughs> oh, it was devastating. Because it was so perfectly yeah. Stanley. No talk about his illness, nothing about him being, you know, struggling with health or anything. It was just Stanley at his epitome of Stanley. Yeah. As the greatest cameo actor of all time. Basically. As the, as the, uh, the watcher? No. Yeah. Uh, well, he is, uh this t- isn't technically MCU, so mm. I mean, if it's a watcher, it can like multiverse. It can see. This is true. So, this is true. He's uh, been in the X Men movies too. Like he shows up in a lot. Wasn't he not in? I think he had. They shot a new cameo for for Deadpool, like the new hmm. Deadpool, like for the, oh, oh yeah, uh, Once Upon a Deadpool. I think the after credit yeah. scene is like a, like a new stand cameo from what a I understand. Stand. So. Mm. Oh, nice. I gotta go. There's a lot to see this week, man. Like fucking Aquaman's on Friday and Bumblebee, and I still got to see um that. So shit. I'm gonna go see Mary Poppins. Oh, I haven't seen that either. I'll probably wait till video for no. that. But it's, pro- it's apparently it's supposed to be. Yeah, that one I might. Yeah, I heard it was good. Yeah, that one I kind of I want to see too. And yeah, there's a lot this year. It's just like, hey, there's no yeah, fucking no Star, Wars. Star Wars. Let's push everything in yeah. here and just have it fucking duke yeah, it out. No, no Star Wars, no Harry Potter, and no uh, no Bond this year. There's a Harry Potter. Oh, that's right. There was kind of a Harry Potter, wasn't there? But not like it just it just was kind of a not shit like show. a real Harry Potter though. Like they always came out around Christmas time. So uh, <laughs> yeah, and no Bond either because usually you get a Bond in the holiday season. That's usually when they come out too. So like it's been it's a dry year. It's been like three years. I know time. it's it's been a while. Uh, they were getting maybe two or three years for a little while there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Spider-Verse. Christy, you still with us here? You're hosting. I am. I was just thinking about Fantastic Beasts and how bad it was. Sad. <laughs> anyway. Sad. Anyway. I'm trying to think. Do we? What did we miss? Did we miss anything? Like, what else? We talked about the soundtrack a bit already, but yeah, it was fucking killer. Yeah. Like, the po- the Post Malone song on it was really good. It had fucking Nicki Minaj on it. It had Lil Wayne yeah. on it. And yeah, it was bumping. And I want I just, it now. I wish we'd seen more of Miles using that to like relax because we saw him do it one time and that was it. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That just is an introduction to Miles where he's like got Perfect. the headphones on and it's like, that was so good. Yeah. I loved, actually, that's one thing I want to talk about the relationship he had with his dad. Like, what superhero do we see that has a healthy relationship with their parents? That's true. Most of them are dead. Yeah, that's true. That is, yeah. yeah. One, one or both are usually dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, his dad does <laughs> die in the um in the regular canon, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he's dead in the comics eventually. Yeah, uh, it happens pretty early on in the uh, ultimate. Oh, yeah? In the Miles Ultimate Run, yeah. Christy did her research. She did look at her? She's yeah. on the Wikipedia page reading it right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I didn't even have to look that up because I just played Spider Man. Yeah, but that it like was... just. 
yeah, the representation of that relationship was really good. The representation of like him and his wife as an interracial couple, I thought was really cool. It was really nice that they didn't subtitle his mom's like little bits of uh, Spanish that she would slip into and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah. It was just really cool to see that sort of representation in like, and I mean, we saw it in black Panther, but black Panther was like, Hey, here's this like fucking fantastical nation. That's just kind of a stand in for all of Africa here. We're like, here's these people on a daily basis, like dealing with the actual shit that, minorities have to deal with in a big city in the yeah. u.s and brooklyn too right where do they say they're in the bronx or yeah Bro- yeah brooklyn i think yeah. yeah yeah well i just thought that was that's why this movie was so good because it nothing was set to be like outstanding like it wasn't all black people like in wakanda that was it was like talked about a few times how strange it was to have white people in the the community this was just Miles being a mm-hmm. cool kid his age, like with a in a community that was just his community. Super mixed too, which was really cool. Yeah, that's my point. Even, yeah. Like the background characters were like super like diverse and yeah. stuff, which was like good to see. Exactly. Like yeah. it, it was just a right then this is the kind of thing that makes me so happy is when it's just not it's not dissected, it's just a regular like it's portrayed as like this is the norm and that's how it should be. Like, no question, no like you know, we don't talk about how, well, you know, my dad's black, my mom's Spanish. Like, we didn't have to, there was nothing like that. It was just Miles was just Miles. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, this is, this is it. And yeah, you're just, that's what it is. No, you don't need to dwell on it. You just need to represent it well. And that's what I always found it funny when people are like, you need to, like, they want to see themselves on the screen. Cause I'm like, I totally relate to Miles' little, like, life experience. So I was like, I'm having a blast watching this character. So, yeah. Like, whatever. I don't know doesn't really phase me the whole like i need to see myself up there kind of thing yeah i did a lot and whatever yeah it's harry potter and i'm kind of like man he's annoying well yeah because <laughs> harry was wait you see yourself in harry potter well, i mean he's a little white kid with like brown hair so kind of <laughs> harry was frustrating too because like he had gone through so much trauma whereas miles you know he was a really smart kid he'd gotten everything he'd gotten because he'd worked hard for it you could see him struggling with school, even though he was smart. Like he didn't want to be in a place without his friends. Like that's something that everybody can relate to. Like there's just some really, really lovely moments. I was well, yeah. one. I did have. There's a minor gripe for you. I, they didn't do a lot with Genki. I would have liked to have seen more of him and his yeah. buddy. Like I know they say like and BFF, like best friends at the end, and like yes, it was a new roommate situation. But like I like in the comics, like their relationship is almost like 90% of the awesomeness that is Miles Morales, like ultimate mm-hmm. Spider-Man is the fact that he's got his best friend as his wingman all the time. Like they kind of work together yeah. um, to cover for each other's bullshit. That's the sequel. That could I be think. sequel territory. Yeah. yeah. So, and they did kind of touch on that in homecoming. So I could see why they kind of shied away from it here a little bit. Cause they like that Ned character is like Genki mm-hmm. big time. So yeah. And it, they already had a lot of characters in this movie. Yeah, like, I don't did. think we needed much more. So that's what I mean. Cut the rest of the Spider-Man out and then have more Genki. Then I get Genki. Yeah. yeah. So the that's his yeah. roommate is who we saw in um, Homecoming, right? Yeah, that's what I well, mean. A version of, yeah, yeah pretty much. Like kind of a version, yeah. Yeah. So like, they named him like a real 616 Spider-Man character name in Homecoming. Like, Ned Leeds is his name. But he's basically based on the Genki character from... Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. stuff. I like so. that he just never, mm-hmm. in, like, he didn't say a damn thing. He was just up all the time being a no. millennial on line. 
It's like the, achieving. the opposite of Genki too, because that kid, like the 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 homecoming portrayal is very accurate to the character where he's he fills up those pages with the word balloons. So yeah, <laughs> like so good, just so good. Well, you yeah. know, I don't really know yeah. if there's a, like a ton left that we want to get through. I know I like the little shoutouts to the creators of all the stuff, like seeing like Ditko's yeah. name yeah. in the phone, and then like on I think it's Miles's phone. It was B Bendis. And uh, Sarah Pacelli's name is in there as well, uh, who's the original penciler for Miles and stuff like that, too. So obviously there's Stan, like all the creators were homaged nicely, which was great. Um, I think I caught a uh, a Romita street sign as well. There's uh, it was Romita. It was actually like a building or something like that. Like it was a, a diner or something. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that or something like it was like, you know, they do Polly's Diner all, all the time in Gotham now. Yeah. The homage Paul Dini. That's I think that's was like what they're trying to do. Because I saw the Romita. It's like a Romita cafe or something like that. It's also in Spider-Man, I think, on the PS4. I think he swung by it at one point. So. Yeah, I'm sure there's tons of fucking Easter egg. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy going back through this one on home video and being able to like kind of freeze frame and like pour over some of those panels mm-hmm. or frames, I guess. So because there's a lot of cool detail in there. I'm sure you miss when you're it's running at 30 frames yeah. or whatever. So yeah. it was actually kind of like a a little jumpy frame rate like it didn't really feel like you know 24 fps or, or 30 fps or something like that it felt a little shy of that which gave it a little bit more of that comic booky like kind of feel i think yeah and like remember when we were seeing the trailers and i was commenting on how it's kind of choppy they did yeah. fill in a lot of that animation so i was happy with that but like the way what they did leave choppy was effective in that way yeah like where it kind of paused the the animation for a split second to get the pose almost mm-hmm as it jerked so like it was kind of cool like it, it, they used it very well mm-hmm. i like for me like the art style like that everything about the art in this was fucking phenomenal like the art direction on this was like the most insane thing i think that's what i was so excited about more than anything was just like the way they put everything together i was like yeah. this is the kind of shit i want to be doing i need to find out out into the animation industry to go work on this kind of stuff because like man it was fucking cool as shit the color palettes were super fucking like vibrant yeah. and and really crazy. Suit, like yeah. crazy. Like I need to go back to school. You kids. need to go back to school. Go to Sheridan. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> and, and speaking of the art, like that oh, that fantastic. end credit season uh, or sequence was oh, man, one man. of the best credit sequences that I've seen yeah. in, in years. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they hit that shit out of the park. Like the art, like again, like the art direction on this movie was just like second to none. Like it was yeah. fucking crazy. I couldn't even imagine work like the the amount of work they must have packed in to get this thing out. Like, cause that was like 3d animation with hand drawn stuff over top of it. And like, it was, yeah. I read some that said like that, was it that they use like over 140 animators? It was like the biggest team of animators yeah. that uh, Sony's mm-hmm. ever put on a picture before. Yeah. They've like, excuse me, trademarked a bunch of the technology involved as well. Cause it's apparently like super revolutionary, revolutionary and stuff like that. And like, Whatever they did, it showed up on screen because it looked fucking cool. Like, yeah, regardless of anything else about the movie, like as a designer or like an like any like a nerd for like animation and that kind of shit, it was like the coolest animation I've seen in a long time. Like, I was so impressed by everything mm-hmm. that yeah. they did in there. No, so. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Open a studio in Toronto and let me work for you. Is what I'm trying to say, Sony. <laughs> Why don't you just just come work where I am getting all my voice acting stuff, and they'll put you with a voice actor and you can just do your own animation. I shouldn't actually, that reminds me, I have a buddy who's looking for a drummer for a band that tours Canada. Uh, yeah. But can you introduce me to them, please? Yes. He said he was interested in meeting you. Okay. Well, 
you wouldn't have to move to a different city or a different country if you wanted to work for Sony Pictures Imageworks because they're headquartered in Vancouver. Oh, fuck. That's the magic word. I'm gone, guys. It was nice. Knowing you. <laughs> Bye. They've got two locations, one in Vancouver and one in Culver City, California. Nice. Nice. Um, well, guys, honestly, I think this will be our shortest episode ever. No, this won't be our shortest episode ever. We've done shorter episodes. We've had bonus. Maybe our like full length like episode. Canon episodes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not maybe not not a bonus episode. I don't know though. I'm sure a couple of the first the first a couple were like in the 50 minute range. We are above an hour, so we're we're doing our what. What we need is like some real like nerd. We need like a dance robot dance historian. Like you know how like radio shows and shit have like that guy that like w- will tell them if they're yeah, wrong yeah. when they say like yo this was our longest or our most you know our uh, most call-ins ever on a show or something like that and then the guy will come back and say actually mm-hmm. it's usually me usually I'm the one who knows <laughs> this kind of stuff but like I I don't like I can't remember what the show I thought for some reason 53 minutes is popping into my head as the shortest episode ever but. I mean, it wouldn't take much. We just need to fucking go on iTunes and like scroll through all our. That's what I'm doing. Time. I'm looking at my podcast like thing right now, <laughs> and I'm going to cut all this shit out. The Spider-Man episode was 104, like the one that Christine okay. and I did with Mark. This is just dragging it out. I yeah, mean, the Dragon Con episodes were short. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The Dragon Con episodes were yeah, short, but, but those were, were bonus. Kind they were kind of, of bonus episodes. Yeah. Okay, well then, I think anyway. we should just jump right into geek cred. Wait, do I have a final thought? You have a final thought? I thought we were just doing final, final thought. thoughts. Let's just final thought it up. <laughs> so my final thought on Into the Spider-Verse, one, I'd probably give it if we're doing ratings. I'm going to oh, go yeah, like 9 out of 10. Sorry. I'm uh, shoddy. Shoddy <laughs> host. That's what I'm here to be, the OCD guy that makes sure that we don't forget anything. That's my role on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm I'm sitting at easily at a nine out of ten on this. I was really happy with it overall, and I think if this is the future of comic book movies, I'm a hundred percent here for it because this is just a really cool style and vehicle in which to tell like all ages stories, in particular stories that aren't necessarily like practical to do in live action. Because I don't think this fucking movie works live action. Oh no, there's no way. So that would be insanity. And and I can't I, like so many comic book stories i'm like fuck i'd love to see that you know on the screen but then i think yeah but it wouldn't really be adaptable live action but most if not all of them would definitely work in a style like this so keep doing movies like this i think if people are starting to get burnt out on live action superhero movies right now then i think this is an excellent way to sort of still keep their attention and and sort of diversify and it's accessible it makes it accessible for like kids and stuff 53 minutes, 18 seconds, episode three. Jesus, Mark. Okay, what were your, what's your final thoughts? Wait, was that the Ghostbusters episode? No, it was the, it was actually the first episode that we did remotely with Christy. Um, oh, okay. Enough. Yeah. Oh, Because uh, the Ghostbusters takes. episode is episode two. Right. Uh, it was one of the first ones. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those. <laughs> I think we discovered Alf that week, I believe. <laughs> I'm sorry for bringing him up. I didn't mean to bring him up, but that's, we're in context. Final thoughts about Spider-Man. Man, I don't know. I just had like I had a fucking blast watching like a really good Spider-Man movie that didn't require me to like hate an actor or like be annoyed at Kristen Dunst or something like that. So I was like, <laughs> this is great. All the voice cast was fucking phenomenal. The animation blew my goddamn mind to the point where like I'm now seriously considering moving to Vancouver and begging somebody for a job. I don't know what else to say about it. I didn't like even hate fucking the Kingpin. I, I was like, that it's Frank Miller Kingpin. That's fucking baller. I'm I've never thought I'd see something like that anywhere. So great. Cool. I get to see that animated. 
Does it fit in? Eh. Do I care? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I had like I had a super blast with it. I even want to see more of that that weird scorpion. Like he was kind of like a mix of like the six or uh, the MCU scorpion because he's kind of Latino looking, and like some weird ultimate version of it. Like that was it was very cool. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I'm disappointed they killed the Prowler because I would have liked to have seen more of him too. Mm-hmm. Badass character. He was badass. Really? It was sad that like we didn't actually get his backstory about how he started working for Kingpin. Yeah, you get in the comics. You should read the comics. I should read the comics. I should read the comics. <laughs> but yeah, my final thoughts, I would give it a 9 out of 10. Super enjoyed it. I had a couple little issues, but other than that, like just a really solid good time. Like you didn't feel broken and devastated when you le- when you left like you do with like Captain America movies sometimes and other like <laughs> or Infinity or War. Infinity War, like you don't leave being like, "Oh. Oh." <laughs> God, I was so jazzed after Infinity War. I mean, like yeah, I was sad, but like that fucking movie was awesome. So <laughs> mm-hmm. they pulled it off. I was like, man, they fucking stuck the landing. What do you want? And it's like this movie. We've been talking about it for how long about how cool it was going to be. They fucking stuck the landing. We got a like really good Spider-Man movie. So rare. Yeah. It's so rare that it lives up to the expectation. It really is. And like, I'm actually excited that it did. So mm-hmm. let me have my joy. You bastards. I don't have it <laughs> often. Joy. Joy or Noel. But yeah, no, seriously, I thought great animation, great take on like, taking a new level to comic to a comic book movie like embrace the style and they did and it was so good voice acting overall too phenomenal yeah how often do you get a a cast that is that like the lego movie was another example of that where it's just like a solid cast overall that really drives it home yeah there you go but yeah chrissy i'm disappointed you didn't point out the fact that me feeling joy during the christmas season is like a christmas miracle that it's seems not like a Christmas something. miracle. It's a Spider-Man miracle. Well, but Spider-Man. it happened at Christmas time, so you get a Spider-Man and Jesus miracle by proxy. <laughs> now, uh, now I don't want to really see... associate Jesus with the <laughs> I don't know with the holidays anymore. Now I want to see the the uh, universe where uh, there's Jesus Spider-Man. That needs to be in the sequel. I'm in. Jesus man. Yeah. Jesus man. Turns. I'm in. He turns water into spiders, not wine. I like it. What I really wish that we would have gotten Spiders Man, the oh from uh, Earth X, yeah, yeah the, the new the like alternate universe Spider Man that is literally just millions of spiders in a suit. I hate that. I could never. I hate yeah. that. It was gross. <laughs> Some of those. Man, sometimes Alex can't. Ross, when you just let him do his own thing, <laughs> not good, not good. Talented yeah. painter. Sometimes the ideas. Ooh. All right, what are we doing? Oh, Christy. So let's do geek cred. Let's get our geek cred on. <laughs> Tell me, gentlemen, Tim, let's start. What would you, this is geek cred, by the way. Oh, <laughs> my brain. This is where, this is the part of the episode. This is a segment where we uh, talk about some geeky things that we've been enjoying in the last uh, week, in our case, two days that we would like to share with you and have you take in and enjoy the geekiness of. So uh, yeah, Tim, why don't you start us off? What's your geek cred for the week? So I did a double feature with uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on Saturday night. And uh, I before I watched it, I watched the Amazon Prime like screening, uh, advanced screening of Aquaman. And I was really happy with it. It's mm-hmm. it's a fun fucking romp. It's a very different movie than in the Spider Verse, but uh, I was really impressed, like technically, with some of the stuff they were able to achieve, and like the underwater scenes, and like 
Atlantis is just stunningly pretty and like all kinds of like crazy bioluminescence and shit like that. And it was maybe a little bit over long for my taste. Like they tried to put a lot into it. It was really ambitious, but for the most part, it achieved what it set out to do. So uh, I, yeah, go see Aquaman. I think it's going to be one of the bigger movies. I think like it and Spider-Verse are probably going to be like the two that people are going to be talking about. Cause I'm seeing a lot of really good buzz about it too. And same sort of stuff. Like just, you know, it's just, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah. I saw Spider-Verse didn't perform like super well at the box office this weekend. Like it was under 60 million or something like that. So yeah. really, yeah. it'll get the hype it needs now though. It'll, it'll hit on home video too. I would imagine. So, yeah, I think it's going to, I mean, I, I don't think it's ever going to be as like big as a live action comic movie just because there are going to be a lot of people that are like eh, animated. That must be its budget, though. Like, it can, they can't have spend that much money on this. Movie. Well, I guess not the tech. I wonder how much the budget would be. Yeah. Low cap and stuff see. like that, too. Yeah. Budget was $90 million. Well, it'll probably make it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And I mean, obviously, they're already planning like multiple fucking sequels for it. So, yeah. And it'll be cheaper too, probably because the tech exists, right? Like you don't have to, like you're just doing improvements now. You're not building all this stuff from scratch, which is always that's the big hassle. So they mm-hmm. might be able to do them cheaper going forward because then it's just voice cast and like animators. Yeah, exactly. Getting all the tech set up and technology, yeah, yeah, initially is a big cost. Yeah, cool. Do you want me to recommend something? I do. Okay, I actually did a double feature on Saturday too. I forgot to talk about this. I watched both of the Incredibles movies. I finally watched the Aww. Incredibles too. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time. It was fun. It was cute. It didn't make me. I was. I was hesitant, and I. I wish I like. I was talking to somebody about it before I watched it, and I'm like, I'm. I'm hesitating because I don't want to get kicked in the dick by a Pixar movie on a Saturday night, <laughs> which Pixar movies occasionally can do. Like I remember sitting through Toy Story three and just being like, Why am I? This is the most depressing fucking movie I've ever seen, and I've seen <laughs> like Requiem for a Dream, and I'm still like, Mark doesn't need better. help being depressed. No, not at all. So I was like, is this going to do that thing? I was, it was probably Paul I was talking to. I'm like, is this going to do that thing where like I watch the Pixar movie and have fun with it until the end and then I'm sad? And he was like, yeah, he was like, and it does. And it kind of does, but not really. Like, it's okay. I was fine with it. It ended well. I enjoyed the movie for the most part, though. So the fact that Bob Odenkirk. Fuck, I love Bob Odenkirk. Oh, I mean, I mean, Toy, Toy Story 3 does. I don't know. About oh, yeah. Incredible Toy Story 3. 2. No, Incredibles 2 does not do that to you. It's, yeah. It was just a lot of fun. And uh, but, yeah. like one of the support characters is Bob Odenkirk, whom I love just love and he's so good he just plays Saul it's so great yeah <laughs> like it's so great have you seen it Christy the Incredibles 2 yeah yes okay I'm just asking in theaters <laughs> okay yeah I don't like doing those in theaters I have a weird experience with Pixar movies so I like to like stay away from them until everybody's seen them and had their joy so that I can come in and watch them and be like I didn't care for uh, it. didn't happen in this <laughs> case because this was awesome but yeah it was a great movie yeah I could watch Incredibles 2 it was fun yeah super lovely my weird geek cred this week is I've been working with a guy at the Infinity Forge and he used to do this TV show. I think I've mentioned it to you guys before called Sons of Butcher. I, don't, I know. Sons and of I'm aware of that show. I don't yeah. Know yeah. So I work with the guy who played Doug. Okay. J. Uh, Z- Zbarth. Yeah. And they just decided to remount Sons of Butcher. They're like trying to get a third season and they're trying to get it up and running. And so I started watching some of these episodes just to like, because they have them all on YouTube and it is the weirdest shit in the world, but it's pretty funny. 
even though it's like horrible. It's like your kind of humor. I'm not sure if it's always my (laughs) kind of humor, but like that's because I think it was a product of early 2000s Teletoon. Nice. You know, like that's my bread. Like that's my bread and butter right there. Yeah, and they're all like they've like inherited their dad's. Their dad has died in a meat grinder accident, and they're all like the two of them are Jesus butcher, and they inherit his spirit of rock and roll, and so they they become rock legends who own a butcher shop in a city modeled after Hamilton, Ontario. This is amazing. This sounds like the best. Yeah, one of them, Doug. Doug is addicted to porn, and just always watching porn and like yeah they just i guess they're they're coming back they started a patreon and uh, people are clamoring for a third season they're seeing if they can get folks to actually like give them enough money that they can make it their ability like they can have the ability to make full episodes again that's cool yeah did you ask him for a role in it no (laughs) no i didn't but um we did joking reads for them a couple weeks ago, like everybody in the forge wrote a mock scene and oh, we nice. performed them and they uh, put them on the Facebook page. It was kind of cool. Nice. But they are, Jay's actually the guy I want to put you in touch with Mark because okay. uh, the, the band sons of butcher actually toured Canada That's when they were at the height of their prime and they play like rock music. All right. Yeah. But nice. anyway, you too, I feel like would like it. Right. I feel like you'd get a good kick out of it. I'll throw it on after. Okay. All right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, I guess that's it. Yep. Do you guys have anything left to say before we call the episode? I mean, really, you should just go see fucking Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Uh, go you, see you, Into you the Spider-Verse. Yeah. To go check that out on the big screen. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And then and then check out the soundtrack, because it's also yeah. really good. I wonder if there's a Spotify playlist. Also, go see it in IMAX. I wish I'd seen it in IMAX. Yeah, I gotta go see, see it. See it in 3D. 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely see it in 3D. Yeah. Okay, well then, let's uh, say goodbye and goodnight. This has been Tim. Say goodnight, Tim. Goodnight, Tim. (laughs) Say goodnight, Mark. Goodnight. And this has been Christy, your host for this week. Please let us know if you have any thoughts about Into the Spider-Verse once you've seen it. If you can remember the title and, you know, let us know what your favorite characters were, who you didn't like, what your gripes, what what did you like, what were your favorite parts. We just want to hear all the things. So um, you can do that by uh, messaging us and commenting on our Facebook page, which is at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast. Or you can check us out on Twitter at DRD underscore podcast. You can find us on all of the big social or all the big podcasting sites like um, Apple and music and uh, Apple podcasts and Google play and uh, all your, your favorite podcast apps as well. And we also have a Gmail account at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com so yeah that's all our social stuff find us give us a listen and uh, we'd be happy to hear from you mostly we talk on facebook if we're being completely honest so we had a tumblr but they got rid of all the porn so we shut it down yeah there you go well i mean we shut it down means they shut it down for us but yes because <laughs> our tumblr was nothing but yeah, porn. tumblr was kind of a nightmare we didn't start the fire <laughs> Anyway, thanks, guys. <laughs> and uh, this is Christy signing off saying, hopefully, you won't have too many Spider Men. Flip. <laughs>